I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Dustin Ross, my love, how was your weekend? I know half the answer. Well, then you know half of my weekend was perfect exactly. because I spent it with you. Yes. yes. We did. We were a uh, shout out to our dear friend, Miss Mandy. That's right. And the Bridget Kelly. The one. We saw um, their, was this their New York uh, first yeah. live show? Yep. This is their so first good. one. Yep. Shout so out to good. See the Thing Is podcast. See the Thing Is and City Winery. Incredible in show, right? Fantastic. So fun. Yes. So, so much fun. fun. And they were giving us the looks. Yeah. The jersey dress, the 90s nostalgia, the, right? The 90s Early nostalgia. 2000s. Thousands, more Early so. 2000, yeah. the Jenny on the Block era. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. The young Beyonce Young era. Beyonce, Maya and Jay-Z, That's best it. of me. All of yeah. that. You know, a jersey dresser, it'll it'll trigger you in a good way, though. It, it, it takes oh, you back to the good days. It, it takes you back to the good old days. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, shout out to the vocals from Miss Bridget Kelly. Oh, my Kelly. gosh. She sounded she incredible. Sung, she sung it down, Always, baby. though. That's that's typical Bridget Kelly. That it's voice does not play. At yeah. all. Oh, so good. So Yo, good. So much fun. Shout out to them, our girls. And, and, and shout out to y'all's late night snacks, because I took me a couple of them boxes home. <laughs> <laughs> That shit did look good. They, that shit was they had a little spread they, backstage. They had a little, some little soy wings and okay, shit. Okay, I said, who didn't who, who catered this? Yeah, while y'all was out there playing, uh, Brian Jones and myself. It was in a handling business, <laughs> was, was okay? Getting it, was getting it together, okay? <laughs> Only they had no more boxes left when we okay. left. Okay. But it was fabulous. So yes. thank y'all to our good friends. What, what else was your, your yeah. weekend like? You know, I actually, um, shout out to my friend, Sean Ross. Uh, uh-huh. He was in town this weekend. The so model. I got Yes, ma'am. I got to see him. Mm, yeah, you know, we're... We've been friends for many, many years, yeah. like about 16 years. Oh, amazing. And he, we have, his. my birthday is April 10th, his we birthday sure. is May 10th. We have yep. the same last name. There's just Y'all a sure lot do. of similarity. Y'all are basically cousins. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're like we're like the polar opposite mm-hmm. same person, yeah. if that makes any sense. Y'all are tethers. Yes, we Y'all are. are we are tethers in this thing called life. In this thing called life. Well, shout out to Sean Ross. Super proud yes. of him and everything that he represents. Well, I just want to say on, on this morning, good morning to everyone, Black, but especially... Mm-hmm. Angel Reese. Let me tell you how she got a brand new stand over mm-hmm, here. Okay, mm-hmm. you know that is my kind of carrying on, I, Ebony. I, when I saw it, I said, if this ain't giving D-Ross shenanigans. You know I loved it, it Ebony. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. And the the audacity mm-hmm. of these commentators and these mm-hmm. fans to mm-hmm. create such a bias, a mm-hmm. racial bias. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the brilliant audacity of Angel Reese to give it to them give right back in their work. fucking face. And I love that word audacity, Dustin, because mm-hmm. you know I write about black audacity in my new book. Bet on Black, the, the good, good news about, about being, being black, black in America today. Okay. Um, and so what this young lady is modeling brilliantly and beautifully mm-hmm. and audaciously is not just, uh, first of all, she's holding up a mirror, Dustin, mm-hmm. to what society and sometimes and by society i'm not just talking about white folks no. there's some black folks yes uncomfortable with yes. this young lady's posture and yep. we need to speak on that she's holding up a mirror d to not just what black success looks like to, to how uncomfortable mm-hmm. our homeland of america is when we refuse to play second fiddle that's right when we repeat we, we refuse to apologize mm-hmm. for our splendor mm-hmm. for our magnificence so so when the white young lady caitlin mm-hmm. i believe is her name and i'm not mad at her swag yep. at all mm-hmm. but when she does the you can't see mm-hmm. me and the this that and the third and she swagged out it's queen behavior it's good sportsmanship mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that 
Uh, I mean, let's just bring in the sexism. It's the kind of thing that women's basketball needs if it's going to get the eyeballs of male sports. I mean, let's just go you all the way lay there. It out, Ebony. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and and great. But when a black young lady, mm-hmm. and let's just again say it all the way true, a black young lady with Angel Reese's aesthetic. How about that? And she said it in the press conference, D. She said, this is for all the young black girls who, who look, look like, like me. me. Because America has not made permission mm-hmm. for chocolate, Afrocentric featured, uh, urban culture identifying black girls to be audacious. Yep. To be braggadocious. Yep. To be brazen. To have vibrato. Mm-hmm. And this young lady said, I'm going to give it to y'all all. Mm-hmm. And I'm a champion. Mm-hmm. And I'm most um, outstanding player of the... I just... Absolutely. Oh, I, it just did something for me. All the accolades to back it up. Mm-hmm. This is not um, This is not her being braggadocious or her mm-hmm. being pompous in any way. This but, is her sitting on her rightful throne. Yeah. And first position. And yeah. again, this is really what the book is is really harping on, D. Uh, it, it, time is out. And the day is gone mm-hmm. for black folks to be uh, presumed, comfortable, and glad mm-hmm. about being subsidiary, Damn about right. being second place, about being a fucking sidekick. Mm-hmm. She said, not today, ma'am. Not Give today. me everything. Yeah. All the trophies, yeah. all the titles, yeah. and all the rings. Yeah. Whooped they ass and then told her, and since you want to talk shit, mm-hmm. I'm about to, too. Yeah, better than you. Okay. That's it. Hand so that's what people mad about today. They're mad to, to, that this young black lady uh, is saying, I'm no longer in, in second, honey. I'm, it's called first place. And deal with it. That's all of it. I love it. I'm just, it, th- yo, this, y'all asking me, well, what's the good news about being black in America today? That. This, mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, uh, as my mama say, scratch your ass and get glad scratch about it. Scratch your ass and get glad. That's a country Ooh. ass saying. You better scratch, scratch your ass, ass and get, get glad. glad. Come on. Well, I love it. That's all I can say. I, I love, love it. it. That's that is that is, so it is the sport of sports. That's what it's about. Especially Good Morning. Yes. Miss Angel Reese. Yes. Yes. Gave it to everybody. Um, who also is go- gonna get some some extra hardware? Is gonna be probably your former president. Donald Trump, he's gonna get those silver cups. You about to make me bust out in a song like Shirley Ralph did at the uh, Emmys, right. okay? Because <laughs> I, I moved to chorus. I'm just so happy about this. Now this is something that makes me smile. Makes you smile. So that's I, I hear you, and um, you know I'm always happy when justice uh, reigns uh-huh. supreme, uh-huh. and that's exactly what it's looking like. So we're gonna talk about Trump. We're gonna talk about what the indictment means. We're gonna forecast what else is coming down the legal pipeline for Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. But you said something that I want to really pick up on, Dustin. You said it makes me smile and I'm glad about it. I think that is the culture's greater sentiment. Mm-hmm. But as the culture celebrates this indictment, this arrest of Donald J. Trump and what is to come for him in terms of legal uh, consequences mm-hmm. to his actions, mm-hmm. I want us us and ours, Dustin, to keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. Because just like folks is celebrating and putting their motherfucking hands together as they should for uh, the Manhattan District Attorney, mm-hmm. the brother Alvin Bragg, mm-hmm. you know, so everybody's putting mm-hmm. their hands together and clapping for him. Keep that same energy for all black prosecutors yeah. who dare to be in a space that's not designed for us. Yeah. Because you and I both know Dustin. When many black folks say they, they, they're they going to work in the prosecutor's office, we demonize them, we talk mm-hmm. cold shit, and we, we make them outcast in our culture. Mm-hmm. But but then when the tables are turned mm-hmm. and we need those black prosecutors to prosecute the cops, white, black, or other, that kill black folk mm-hmm. uh, unjustified, unjustified, 
we've got to have that same energy. So, mm-hmm. so I want to, you know, say a word or two okay. about the significance of yeah. black prosecutors. And then we're going to wrap it up with uh, something that I know I've been getting DMs and text messages about incessantly mm-hmm. all weekend long, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have as well. Mm-hmm. And that is the, uh, the legal of it all as it relates to Jonathan Majors. <sighs> I know I see it all in your face. I mean, damn. Hit it, Whitney. Didn't we almost have it all? God damn. This, we almost, just this close to doing it right. And damn, you know, what a fall. But more on that in a minute, more I guess, right? More on that in, in details in a minute. I mean, he had just put his little horse and buggy outside the uh, red carpet at the Oscars. Just, just, just had his, uh, put his musket and coat check at the red carpet at the Oscars. <laughs> Hell, we can laugh now. Let's talk we about his laugh. ass now. We Everything seventeen seventy six ass Listen, clothes on on the red carpet. Right. right. <laughs> we gonna start with Trump before we start losing our minds. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So I will say first and foremost, I was surprised uh-huh. to see this indictment come down for Donald Trump. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh-huh. I was surprised, D, because number one, it was elite uh, indictment. So. When I used to practice federal work specifically, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, um, well, it didn't matter, federal or state, because these are state charges in Manhattan. But typically, if a grand jury is convening around our clients, you don't even tend to know about it. Mm. You might or might not get an invitation to present your side of the story. There's no, um, almost never any benefit to showing up for a grand jury uh, as a defendant. So we normally don't go. But again, that's what we normally don't know about it. Right. By the time the client has been indicted, the grand jury has already returned their bill of indictment, mm-hmm. and we're all finding out in real time, like, surprise, bitches, mm-hmm. uh, here are the charges. So the fact that this was all leaked and public in advance and to the point where Trump obviously got the memo, he was doing a whole lot on the front end of this indictment to thwart the indictment, mm-hmm. uh, to ramp up his base for a January 6th do-over, mm-hmm. I'm certain of, uh, that all made me think, okay, I think this is going to be the peak. Mm-hmm. I, I think the this is going to peak around the convening of a grand jury it's itself, which yeah. is something. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it's probably gonna be a no bill, no mm-hmm. no return on the a indictment, dud. a dud. And and then we'll just, you know, have to look forward to justice in other spaces, including mm-hmm. the DOJ, which mm-hmm. has several things they're looking at for this individual, as well as uh the pro- black prosecutor in Georgia. Yes. We'll get to her in a minute, yes. who's also got some some things up her sleeve. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised, but were you? Yes, mm-hmm. only because he's been dodging this shit for so long, and any other attempt to really hold him accountable for his some dirty people ass call ways. Him Teflon Don. Mm-hmm. Some people, some people. Well, you know what those some are. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, you know, I was surprised because I, like I said, he's been dutching and ducking, excuse me, and dodging this shit for so long. Bobbing and weaving. Bobbing and weaving it. You know, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot to bob and weave around. Yes. You know, but somehow heavy. he was doing heavy. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so but hey, throw the book at his ass. I love to see it, and I hope it sticks. Yeah. So speaking of couple facts here, this is the first time in American history that a current or a former mm-hmm. president has faced criminal charges. Now we want to make a point of distinction because some folks are confused. Like, well, what you know? What about Clinton? And what mm-hmm. about uh, Clinton wasn't uh, impeached, mm-hmm. and he was impeached. Mm-hmm. Uh, as and Trump was impeached not twice. once but twice. Yeah. Exactly. So those are different uh, different legal standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, impeachment deals with the kind of of the office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What we're talking about here is literally unprecedented, mm-hmm. Dustin. This is an American former president facing criminal charges under a criminal indictment. Mm-hmm. Now, 
What are the charges, E? Well, I can't tell you that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this just a, uh, probably 24 hours before we will see that new silver yep. jewelry. Yeah. Uh, you know, his wrist ain't going to look like I your girl's. Wait. It's going to look fucked up. Very fucked up. I hope they turn him tight, too. <laughs> Somebody was saying, um, I think it was one of the late night comics, Jimmy. No, it was Colbert. Okay. Uh, I hope Alvin uh, Braggs has some... Um, Tiny handcuffs. You yeah. know they say he has uh-huh. little hands. Uh-huh. You know what they say about people, men with little hands. Oh, I definitely know what they say. <laughs> I definitely know what they say. And I heard, we all heard Stormy's commentary. Oh, Stormy was reading his ass for filth, and I loved it. I love it. You know what? Let her on through. I like yeah. her, okay? Yeah. And I like what she has to say. Yeah, because you know what? She's uh, she's honest. She's a sex worker, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm on this show, we are against the shaming of the yeah. oldest profession. Yeah. You know, and Stormy has no shame in her game. And I love that and about her. And I love her. that about her, too. From day one, she stood in it, yep, you know. ten toes down. I love it. Yeah, so, yeah, he is the first to be charged criminally. So this is, again, an unprecedented uh, feat. Now, it has nothing to do with him running for president, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I cut my legal chops in the great state of Louisiana. Well, honey, Come we've on had several governors be uh, not only indicted, convicted, mm-hmm. imprisoned, come back out, run again, mm-hmm. and win. Mm-hmm. Those of you in D.C. are also familiar with this cycle. Ooh. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. Now, see, we really okay. talking today. <laughs> and if you know your history, if you know, you know. So that has nothing to do with his ability to run uh, for president, but it is, you know, the legal of it all. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go talk about the investigation. What we're expecting to see are 30-some-odd counts uh, yes. related to business fraud in this indictment. Now, what's going to be interesting here? Uh, D is is this gonna be misdemeanor, which is 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 a, a very low hanging fruit uh, in the legal community. We're like, damn, we really starting that low, like a misdemeanor mm-hmm. charge, eh? Um, or are they gonna try to connect the cooking of the books, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. his misdocumentation on his business records? If he if it's just that, that's the misdemeanor charge. If it's more than that, if it's the cooking of the books, the misrepresentation of the money on your business records in advance furtherance of a crime, mm-hmm. I'm just making this up, but say paying Stormy Daniels, not just for her silence, but the sex itself or mm-hmm. criminal prostitution, or it could be in a number of things. But mm-hmm. if they can link it to you're falsifying business records in advancement of a crime. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about felony. All right. Now look at you smiling and shit. Yes. Now we're talking about felony. Now we're talking about a minimum of one year incarceration, up to four. Okay. Um, and again, he this is just Manhattan. I'm with it, but go continue. This is, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just Manhattan. Now, specifically, D, of course, we know the facts that have been made public is that all of this investigation, and we're just talking about the Manhattan one here, right. is around the Stormy Daniels hush money allegation. Mm-hmm. We're talking about $130,000 that was paid through Trump's then personal attorney, Michael Cohen, a name mm-hmm. we've all heard for years. We know years. his story. He was also, uh, he, he did a little time mm-hmm. ar- around this same issue. Uh, which some people will get to the legal credibility in just a second. Does does that make him less credible that he has gone down for this same uh, involvement? Or does it make him more credible that he more. served his time and has really nothing more to lose around it? More. Sing. You said give me more, please. Give me more. P- please, sir. Please, sir. Please, more sir. Porridge. Okay, we want more. Uh, Layer it all. So, uh, supposedly Trump paid 130000 
through Michael Cohen, but ultimately getting it to Stormy Daniels. The timing is interesting. I remember this like it was yesterday because mm-hmm. I was um, at the news network for FNC, and mm-hmm. this was like, remember, what was Comey's report? Mm-hmm. All, it was just, mm-hmm. that October was, they talk about an October surprise. Mm-hmm. That was too many fucking surprises that October. Way too many. So this is October 2016, one month before the actual election, and that's when Trump uh, supposedly slid this $130,000 to Stormy Daniels to keep her quiet so that that was not yet another Scandal. October surprise mm-hmm. uh, when he was running for the presidency. Trump denies paying the money. He denies the affair itself. Um <laughs> Our producer, <laughs> right? Our producer actually Hobbs made a really good note here uh, in our editorial brief, Shout out which Hobbs. is she's the best. Hush money payments aren't illegal. That's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going to be convicted, y'all, or even uh, charged for paying hush money. You can pay someone to keep the sex quiet. You can pay somebody for anything. Mm-hmm. Just like with Trump, I mean, what's his name? Clinton. Clinton. Clinton was not impeached for getting head. Mm-hmm. He was impeached for lying, lying about it. Yeah. to federal investigators about it. So this issue was again, it's not Trump paying Stormy Daniels. That's not the crime. The crime is falsifying your business documents mm-hmm. to cover up the alleged payment. And he's done so much of that. Around that. Absolutely. All right, so we talked about the uh, misdemeanor versus the felony charge. Uh, again, they've got to prove deed if they want that felony conviction, which is what they want. Because mm-hmm. that's just prosecutors' nature. They always want to go for the big fish. All they've right. got to prove. <laughs> see, I just see the, the look of splendor and joy on Dustin's face. Yes, can you I feel a brand yes, new I day? Okay, I'm ready to dance in the street. Dawn. Yes, so silly. They've got to prove that Trump intended to commit a crime in the falsifying of mm-hmm. the document. So very interesting. Trump has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. He continues to attack uh, the black man that is Alvin Bragg, who is the Manhattan District Attorney, um, and, of course, the whole Democratic Party. Uh, It's interesting. I was reading something from some white Republican. I don't know if it was Chris Christie. uh, Cy Vance, for sure, who's Mm -hmm. a former— He's not a Republican, but he's a former um, prosecutor here in Manhattan, white man, Cy Vance. It's just not good politics— to attack the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're Trump, the rules are different. But if we're talking about a traditional politician, Dustin, you wouldn't see that. You would see the narrative more like, I know I'm innocent. I've done no wrongdoing. Uh, I look forward mm-hmm. to cooperating with mm-hmm. the prosecutors to clear my name. Mm-hmm. That's typically what you would see from a politician. Someone with decor- some sense of decorum. And even just some know how to play the game. Understanding of the process. Yeah. Like just the way it's done. Yeah. The way it's done. But no, you know, it's Trump. He's lazy. Mm-hmm. He's slow. So he's always got to just make everything some partisan bullshit. So that's what he's doing. Um, he's looking to surrender Tuesday, April 4th. Um, as of the dropping of this recording, y'all, it's probably the day after. Uh, if y'all are listening to this and this motherfucker has not been uh, arraigned, mm-hmm. then something went awry. Mm-hmm. He should have been arraigned. Arraigned, of course, is what we call first appearance. Mm-hmm. That is when you are your first day in court, you're in front of a judge, you should be beside your lawyer. If you don't have one, that's when you say, Your Honor, I need counsel. Mm-hmm. Uh, prosecutors going to be at the other table on the other side. That's going to be Alvin Bragg and them. Yes. And there, and that's when the, the judge actually will read you your formal charges. Can't so wait. that's <laughs> the first time <laughs> shit eating green dust is so good that will be the first time that the american public will hear the specificity of the charges yes um, and again it could be up to 30 
plus is, yes. is what we're expecting to hear. Then Trump will plead through his lawyer, guilty or not guilty. Mm-hmm. If you want a, a, a nice retro cinema classic throwback as to what indictment and, uh, excuse me, a first appearance and arraignment looks like, go to that scene in My Cousin Vinny. Oh, Ebony. Yes, yes, and yes. Remember when, I haven't um, seen that movie in so long, but what I a classic. Either. What a classic. Yeah. I really, I recently rewatched it, and it just still hits. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Um... Joe Pesci's mm-hmm. character kept being like, Yana, Yana. Well, what about try, trying to explain? And mm-hmm. the judge was like, no, you're not listening, sir. It's a guilty or, or not, not guilty. guilty. And if you say one extra word, you're going to be get, in contempt. Yeah. And his ass said, well, he, he said one or some stupid yep. shit. And he sure got locked up. Yeah, I hope that happens too. Yeah. <laughs> so arraignment is guilty or not guilty. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it will have its day in court. Wonderful, wonderful news. <laughs> I feel like breakdancing. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> we we go we gonna give it a testimony. So that's that for Trump. Again, y'all, that's just Manhattan. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be on the lookout to see what the district attorney in Jor- in Fulton County in Georgia mm-hmm. is doing. That's Miss Fanny Willis. Um, I heard that case was tight too, Evan, in I Georgia. Think, I, I I'm hearing the same, mm-hmm. Dustin. I'm hearing that the facts are just more bountiful. First of all, they have recordings, yeah, uh, audio, uh, who knows what else, allegedly of Trump telling uh, Republican officials and election officials in Fulton County find find the votes slash make up some votes. Yeah, you know. So this is him trying to uh, illegally and wrongfully win an election in, in Georgia that he did not win. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the presidential election of twenty twenty. Uh, so that's what's going on potentially in Georgia. And then we've got the DOJ stuff, yeah. which is just all kinds of, you know, campaign finance. I mean, just, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on and on. Christmas in Mar- in April. Yeah. I really want to say that we wouldn't even be here talking celebratorily or otherwise uh, around any of this, but for a black man by the name of Alvin Bragg. Mm. And I... During my practice, uh, Dustin, you know, I, I was a proud criminal defense attorney. Yes. And in the culture, when you're a criminal defense attorney, generally speaking, generally speaking, uh, you get a little bit of hero status. Look at how mm-hmm. we revere Johnny Cochran. Absolutely. You know, look at how we revere, you know, certain legal titans of industry that show up in that space. We see them culturally, narrative uh, tells us that these are the defenders of the wrongfully convicted black individuals, which you, which happens every day. Right. I, I just covered this on the Grio. Black folk, black men in particular, are four to seven times more likely to be wrongfully convicted. So make no mistake about it, Dustin. I am uh, holding space for all of that truth. That is a that is not oh, just yeah. a mythology. Yes, black men, black women, black folks are wrongfully convicted uh, four to seven times more than our white counterparts. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. That is an injustice. That is an outrage. Also true. Black prosecutors are not the enemy. Mm-hmm. And, and I really want to speak on that because I feel like coming up, th- going to law school myself and looking at what job opportunities were available or even internships, mm-hmm. what, you know, while your summers and first year, second year and all that stuff. It, it was a quiet secret. It was a dirty secret. Mm-hmm. If you ha- if you were a black law student, Dustin, who had the desire or even the curiosity mm-hmm. What would it be like if I worked for the DA's office this mm-hmm. summer? What would it be like if uh, when I graduated, instead of going to one of these big, you know, uh, six-figure job uh, law firm, which is, you know, the grand poop, but that's what they sell you on, um, if you have the grades, mm-hmm. um, 
or or public defender's office, which I'm a former mm-hmm. proud public defender. Shout out to all the public defenders. Yes. Essential to justice in this nation. But God damn it, we need some black prosecutors too. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. Twofold. Number one, when I, black uh, defense lawyer, am in court, Dustin, or I'm in counsel's closet, which is what we call those offices where, you know, the deals are being made, are being made or, yeah. or even the discussion of, you know, let's 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 lower this charge mm-hmm. and let's let's talk about what you can really prove. I would rather be talking to Alvin Bragg or Eric Holder mm-hmm. or even Kamala Harris, because yes. I know how the culture feel about Kamala yeah. and the top cop and all that bullshit. Give me any of those black prosecutors. Yeah. Over Jeff Sessions. Absolutely. Over William Barr. Absolutely. Because that's who's going to be on the other side if we as a culture, Dustin Ross, continue to shame, blame, talk shit, and ostracize those of us who at least have the potential of the cultural competency that Mm -hmm. is required to be a fair and just prosecutor. Yes, Ebony. You know yes. what I mean? And I think I'm, I'm getting a little tight about it because I see it every day and I don't mm-hmm, like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. You're making my job as your defense lawyer harder mm-hmm. when you when you've made it so confined from a narrative. You have forced black lawyers and that's who we all we're all black lawyers at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Right. When you're forcing black law students and black lawyers who 90 percent of us go to school to be a voice for the voiceless, mm-hmm. to be the hero of our communities, one side or the other. The system requires an adversarial system where there's got to be somebody prosecuting and somebody defending. That's the nature of the American justice system. And when you say we can only be on one side of that equation, Dustin, you cripple us. I get it. I totally get it. And also we need black prosecutors in that space so that they can drive forward the prosecution of people who otherwise would not be. Exactly. We'll just put it like that. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, uh, Cy Vance was not prosecuting Trump. You know what I mean? I mean, he 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 made some efforts, but ultimately but, yeah. came up short. You know, so this black man, and I'll get into the details of how he resurrected this case in a second about Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney. Is he related to the apple cider vinegar people? And, and, and it brags. Bragg. Ain't that the name? Ain't it Bragg's apple yeah, cider actually, vinegar? Actually, say it actually <laughs> saying affirmative. Uh-huh. I, I, we don't know about relation. We need to call him. We need to hook up. We, we want the apple up. cider vinegar with the mother in the bottom. You That's know. it. Oh uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. you gotta shake it uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. I, I take my shot uh-huh. every morning. I'm at that age. <laughs> Let me be very clear. Yes. Every morning. But yeah, so so that's important. Also, you know, for everybody that wants to talk about the D, everybody that wants justice for Breonna Taylor, everybody that wanted DOJ justice for um, Brother George Floyd, everybody that wants justice for uh, Tyree Nichols, everybody that wants justice, every time these, uh, uh, yeah, because that's uh, your, your stupid ass black What's that n- attorney general uh-huh, in, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, him. Him. Uncle when Tom. He, when he fails to do his fucking job, we have no choice but to seek justice for Sister Breonna Taylor through the Department of Justice, through federal oversight. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have, on a good day, an Eric Holder. Yeah. A Loretta Lynch. Yeah. Somebody yeah. that's going to prioritize. Because the DOJ has discretion. Like every prosecutor's discretion, y'all. Discretion means they they get to pick. Let mm-hmm. me make it plain for you. Mm-hmm. That means they can pick this case to pursue or not. Nah. Mm-hmm. It is up to them as an extremely powerful position, mm-hmm. much more powerful than any defense lawyer will ever be. Let Absolutely. me be very clear. Yeah. OK, so when you've got Loretta Lynch or you've got Eric Holder or on a good day, 
uh, um, uh, a Merrick Garland, who mm-hmm. just so happens mm-hmm. to be aligned with what justice looks like on these particular mm-hmm. issues. But you can never take it for granted. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. Uh, so whether it's Trump or another corrupt uh, official likely that's that's beholden to white supremacy as a part of their power grab in this nation, and we want to unpin that, mm-hmm. Dustin. We want to seek justice around that. You damn right. Having a black man in the office, Matters. having a black yeah. woman, yeah, cause cause Fanny not playing with his ass. Yeah, yeah. And even let's just go. Let's just let's just stretch, and let's talk about Young Thug. Now. Culture's got varying opinions on what's going to happen there, what should happen there. But what I do know is when it comes to finding actual justice, because I don't know, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But but I know I would trust Fannie Willis before before Jeff Sessions and before William Barr and before the slitany of fucked up, just seething at the mouth, mm-hmm. foaming at the mm-hmm. mouth, Dustin, of of white prosecutors that I used to work with on a daily basis mm-hmm. who you could tell came to work every fucking day with a pep in their step mm-hmm. to lock up some Negroes. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. And I'm not saying all white prosecutors. But you've seen that. But I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I've sat across from it. Mm-hmm. Where it's not even about the guilt or innocent of, of this particular client. Mm-hmm. They are they are on a mission. Yeah. And you better believe white. There's a reason that in white culture, the prosecutors are the heroes. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta listen to the subtext. Absolutely. See what's really going on. It's a reason that white white culture celebrates prosecutors. So we we better make the space. I'm not saying that every prosecutor, even the black ones, are heroes and godsends. No, and we they're, know that. they're above scrutiny because they're not. Yep. But y'all, we better make the space. For black Americans to practice law on both sides of that fucking table, are we going to find ourselves shut out of justice? Yeah. And I'm going to leave it right there on that. All right. I guess it's a good time now to move on <laughs> to somebody else. <laughs> to somebody else that's, that's going to be seeking some justice. Okay. Um, that's Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, uh, as, as we all know now, has was arrested last weekend in Manhattan. And, you know, it's not looking great. Uh, we know it's domestic charges. Domestic violence charges uh, are are at foot here. He was arrested following a domestic dispute is the allegation. NYPD initially said that Jonathan Majors had been charged with strangulation, mm-hmm. assault, and harassment. Of course, uh, well, let's go into the complaint. According to the criminal complaint, Jonathan Majors allegedly struck his accuser about the face with an open hand and left her with a laceration behind her ear. The complaint also alleges that Majors put his hand on her neck, causing bruising and substantial pain. Uh, he's already had his first appearance, Dustin. It happened the very next day. He was arrested on Saturday. He was arraigned the following morning um, on harassment and assault charges. Then he was released on his own recognizance. Remind me to come back to that ROR because it has some significance that I want to flag for people. Uh, And he was released from custody. Okay. Now let's talk about. No, but what I just. Well, I'll get to his. Let's talk about his lawyer for two seconds. I'm going to circle back to her at the end. Priya uh, Chaudhry is her name. Uh, She has released text messages. This is the most recent news, uh, which we're going to go through the text messages in a second, that purport to demonstrate, and this is per his lawyer. The, the actor's accuser admitted 
that she was the one who used physical force against him, end quote. That's the quote from the lawyer. And that is supposed to be the context in which these text messages were released prematurely. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) Well, child. Okay, so you want to just go to the text message or do you want to just react to the arrest? Let's go to the text messages. And then you want to react to it all. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. His lawyer also says, Dustin, that the actor completely denies uh, assaulting the woman. That he called the police, Jonathan Majors called the police, per his lawyer, uh, out of a concern for this young lady's mental health. <laughs> lawyer also <laughs> right. Lawyer also says uh, that the text message shows that the victim admits to physical force against him. They were sent less than nine hours after he was arrested. All right, let's just get to the shits. Uh, the text message uh, reads as follows. Quote, please let me know that you're okay when you get this. They assured me you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw the injuries on me and they knew we had a fight. I'm so angry that they did. And I'm sorry you're in this position. We'll make sure nothing happens about this. I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. I only just got out of the hospital. Just call me when you're out. I love you. They just called again to check on me and I reiterated how this was not an attack and they do not have my blessing on any charges being placed. Circle back to that in a minute. Following the quote, I read the paper, excuse me, I read the paper they gave me on strangulation and I said point blank that this did not occur and should be removed immediately. The judge is definitely going to be told this. She ensured this to me. I know you have the best team and there is nothing to worry about. I just want you to know I'm doing all I can on my end. I also said to tell the judge to know that the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior out of care. She promised all will be relayed. I'm going to just go ahead and react. Why do people think that the legal system is a, a joke where you can do handshake deals and mm. and just, and motherfuckers are just, oh, oh, that's, oh, okay, well then forget Never it. Never mind. Never mind. Stuff doesn't just go away once you involve the law. Mm-hmm. Number two, we don't even know the the authenticity of those text messages. Very we good don't point. know I any mean, we don't of know that. If this is photoshopped. We, we don't, don't know, know whose phone it came from. We don't even know the. S- saved contact in which this i mean just the whole thing is totally speculative also ebony which i'm sure you'll have far more to weigh in on when it comes to this but i think that's a really weak move Mm -hmm. from his attorneys because what the fuck does any of this even suggest all it does is confirm that something went down in the first damn Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i just don't see how this helps it's just all bad yeah, it's, it's, it's just really bad for a lot of different reasons. So I'll start with your point about why a lawyer would release such messages. Yeah. Um, it's it's giving really inexperience around criminal matters, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to get to this lawyer in a second. Uh, as Mandy alerted us during her live mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, this is the same lawyer that represented Jen Shaw. Uh, and that that in and of itself is not my issue, but we're going to get to the T of that in a second. That's going to be after uh, we, we go through Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. It, first of all, counselor, this is what I would say to uh, Priya Chaudhry, the lawyer here. These text messages have no probative value for all the reasons you indicated, Dustin, and more. Number one, there's no uh, validity to the authenticity 
authenticity of these messages. Uh, this is totally premature. It's lacking context. It's only raising more questions than it's providing answers to. Now let's go to some of the sub. So, so the, the mere fact that instead of an unequivocal denial of wrongdoing, you opt to release what are, to me, no nothing other than victim-shaming mm -hmm. text messages uh, that don't do your client any good. So that's the first thing. Now let me go to the substance of the text message and flag a few things. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. I, I hate, hate this case so, much. so bad. This for so many reasons. Okay. The victim allegedly says they just called a check on me and I reiterated how this was not an attack and this part. They do not have my blessing on any charges being placed. Your blessing. May, okay, okay. I just want to, I'm going to say it like this. The court, the prosecutor's office, the justice system in its entirety does not need blessing to proceed. from any purported victim to proceed. <laughs> let, let, let me make it real. Let me give you a visual. When we look at the criminal complaint, Dustin, mm -hmm. at the bottom it says, versus Jonathan Majors, defendant. At the top, it doesn't say Jane Doe. Mm -mm. It doesn't say Lisa Smith. It doesn't say whatever this young lady's name may be. It says the, the state. state of New York. And I think, and, and I'm, 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 I'm sitting in this for a second, Dustin, because I think a lot of people get really confused around this. Yeah. They think that it is the victim. Or even in the case of like, uh, let's say Tyree Nichols, they think it's the Nichols family versus the in the criminal prosecution, now, if you want to bring a civil matter, then your name will be in the complaint, and it'll be you versus this, and then you can have some say in what goes and what doesn't go and all of that. But individuals don't prosecute criminal matters. Mm -mm. Municipalities do. Jurisdictions do. States do. Counties do. And federal governments do. So I would say if this has any validity to it, and whether it does or doesn't is irrelevant, but but if you are listening to this conversation, yeah, if you are a juror listening to this particular episode of Hold On Court, I want to make it very clear to you today, as a purported victim or witness, because sometimes, and I want to, let me distinguish those, Dustin. The victim could be the person that allegedly received the acts of violence or the threats or the harassment, but then there can just be a witness mm -hmm. to said incident. Mm -hmm. And that person can be uh, important to the prosecution. Don't think because, well, I was, I was one of the witnesses and they took my statement, but I'm not going to court, that you're doing something. You're not, throw, you're not thwarting anything. You might make it more difficult for the prosecutors to prove their case, but don't think for one second that you, the witness, or even you, the victim, by not cooperating by not coming to court, by not giving it your blessing, by not indicating that you desire for these charges to move forward and a conviction to be. Your wishes are more than irrelevant. And in fact, I'm going to tell you because I used to do defense work for right. these types of cases, Dustin. Mm -hmm. When a prosecutor sees a victim, an alleged victim show up with this kind of posture, they're more ferocious mm -hmm. because it reads, obviously, we know how it reads. It reads as fearful. Mm -hmm. It reads as we've been here before. Mm -hmm. It reads as 
I am terrified of this individual, and so let me do everything that I can to overcompensate and make this go away. And I am so indoctrined in my own victimhood. I am so caught up in my own abuse cycle that I believe it is on me to make this go away. Mm -hmm. And I am mistakenly convinced of the belief that I have any power Mm -hmm. in this situation as it relates to the law. Mm -hmm. And you don't. Once law enforcement has entered the equation because whoever called the cops could have been a neighbor, could have been one of the parties involved in an alleged uh, altercation. Once law enforcement is on the scene, now they are they're their their own witness. They are the witnesses in and of themselves. I can't tell you, Dustin Ross, how many cases where I've been the defense lawyer, no victims at court. No witnesses are at court. In fact, I'm able to put my uh, defendants, family, and boss, and church pastor and everything on the stand. But ultimately, when that officer gets on that stand, black, white, or otherwise, their word is law. In that uniform, and they say what they saw via injuries or trauma, (laughs) good luck. I'm not saying it always lands in conviction, but 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 oftentimes it does, because the judge and or the jury, Dustin, are going to feel like that officer is more objectively positioned versus a victim or, of course, a defendant. So that's where that comes from. So so I just really want to clear that up. Uh, any alleged victim or witness, the state does not need your blessing, nor your permission, nor even your cooperation. No. Nope. To move forward with these charges. All they need is your phone call to get this ball rolling in the first, in the first place, place. Or a phone call. Yeah. It, 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 and even, even, and that part's weird to me too. Let's, let's go to that part of the, the supposed text message released by the lawyer. Uh, spending time on the fact that, and I want to quote it right. I also told the judge that the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior out of care. She promised all would be relayed. Total, again, irrelevant. Could Completely. not be more irrelevant. Who call why? It's called a red herring. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. throw it out with the bathwater, child. What matters is what was observed and communicated once officers got on site. Who called when, where, why? Irrelevant. And, and even if you're going to try to, you know, if you're going to try to create some sort of story around what really happened, why in the fuck would you text it? Right. Why? Why would you even still be communicating with the person that you know you have to, even if, say, they are going to still mess around or whatever they're sure, going to do. which is very common. Why yeah. would you even be communicating with this per- this this celebrity yeah. who you know is going to do whatever they have to do to save their career and their, yeah. pu- their image, their public image? Well, I will tell you, um, devil's advocate on that, Dustin, sometimes if if indeed this is a real victim situation, and I'm saying if because I'm going to get to mm-hmm. where, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go to the other side of mm-hmm. arguments around a uh, possible vindication for this man in a second, but, mm-hmm. but let's just stay here for one moment. The why would be because if you are a, a, a victim of an abuse cycle, typically you feel guilty now. Mm-hmm. You feel, uh-oh. And even more so that he's not just a celebrity. This man just gave out an Oscar. 
That's two my weeks point, ago. though, right? But but you're thinking I've cost him all of this. But if you want to save him, okay, why would you even put in writing mm-hmm. all of this incriminating ass shit? Because she's she's not thinking of if if indeed this if we're going with the, the narrative of she's a real victim here and this is a real abuse cycle, she's not thinking about the legal. She's thinking, what can I say to let this man know I still love and care yeah, about I him? Guess so. And she's only thinking about the feelings part. Yeah, she's not thinking about the. 40,000 feet, Ugh. how this looks, how much this, yeah. this more so incriminates him. Yeah. No, she's just thinking, baby, baby, I love you. Baby, baby, I'm sorry. Baby, 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 I'll take this on the chin for both of us. That's deep. That's what I've seen. Yeah. Now, let me go to the other side of the argument. Because I'm from, for, for, let's be very clear, on this on this show, we don't, we don't convict, Mm-mm. we don't indict, Mm-mm. and we don't incarcerate. But we do follow the facts. Mm-hmm. So, for not one second, Dustin, am I saying that Jonathan Majors is guilty of anything? Mm-hmm. But, but but I do want to flag a few things. Now, she talks about, again, in the, if this text message is to be believed, that we were basically fighting. We were mm-hmm. we 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 were we were in a fight, um, and that I initiated physical violence, which is again another way to say we were. Yeah, it's, it's that's what it says. Uh, I assured they assured me you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw the injuries on me and they knew we had a fight. That that's the alleged text message from the victim's mouth. So let's talk about what happens when the police tend to show up and it does and the facts lead them to believe, mm-hmm. which is the only thing that matters with those officers mm-hmm. on that site on that day determined. determined. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's isn't it's indeed true, Dustin Ross, that the officers say, well, this looked like you did some some licking and you did some licking. Mm-hmm. That tends to result in what we call reciprocal complaints. Mm-hmm. Where both both parties, gender matters not, are arrested. Mm-hmm. Both parties face reciprocal charges, normally mm-hmm. always assault and battery, harassment, strangulation, whatever that is. They they literally look identical for a reason. Because the officer is saying, We showed up. And we saw injuries or we saw other evidence of violence, but we cannot determine who did what, who started what, who was provoked, who was justified, what was self-defense, what was it? And so we're going to say both of y'all are going to be arrested and and go figure it out in court. Mm -hmm. And that's where maybe other witnesses, maybe surveillance videos, maybe other testimony can come into play and help a judge and or jury figure out who did what, when, where, how. Oftentimes what happens there is if neither party, um, you know, really can sway either way, oftentimes a district attorney will have no other choice but to mutually dismiss those Mm -hmm. charges, which is, you know, not really justice, but basically a prosecutor will throw up their hands and say, something went down here. I'm I'm looking at photos of, this 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 individual looking battered and bruised, and I'm looking at photos of this mm-hmm. individual looking battered and bruised. What I cannot determine is who was being defended and who was provoking. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'll either get a dis- mutual dismissal, or I've seen on a on on a occasion dual convictions. Mm-hmm. You know, which oftentimes what will happen there is both parties will say that they will consent to mutual dismissals mm-hmm. versus mutual convictions. Mm-hmm. But that's how that tends to look. I'm just putting that out there to say the fact that this alleged young woman mm-hmm. was not also arrested tells us just something mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. about the perception of these officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just tells us, it's, it's, it's an indicator. I'm not saying it doesn't mean that she was not also participating in violence or wrongdoing. You're just saying what, what, what the paperwork says. What the paperwork says. Indicates that there was a slant in that direction as far as the officer's And that's P- all yeah, I'm saying. POV. Yes. I get From it. the officer's POV, if they felt that there was a mutual combat combat <laughs> and <laughs> conflict and combat then likely we, we would have seen t- two arrests mm-hmm. that particular night they chose to arrest just him now i told you to put a flag in him being released on, on his, his own, own recognizance. recognizance two points on that number one that tells me that whatever injuries which according to the criminal complaint there were some injuries mm-hmm. must have been relatively minor in nature i'm gonna tell you why First of all, let me be very clear. On uh, holding court, we don't subscribe to any injuries. No, we don't. It, it, it could be a paper cut and it's too much. Yep. Let's be clear. But in the broader scheme of analysis, mm-hmm. when you've got a situation where a magistrate, which is likely who set uh, the bail here and, uh, and in this case decided he could be released on his own recognizance, which is simply put saying his own his signature was enough to to inform the court, encourage the court that he would show up for his day in court. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they don't feel confident in that, then that's when they ask you for a cash bail or mm-hmm. bond. New York has had some uh, cash bond reform, which makes that much easier for people to not have to put up a cash bail. But it ain't come that far, especially when it comes to domestic violence. If the magistrate felt that there was severe injury, significant uh, risk of harm against this young person, young lady, or someone else, likely we would have seen a cash bond in Mm -hmm. play. Um, Something else that used to happen when I practiced this, and I'm not sure what New York does around it, it would come with an automatic restraining order. Mm -hmm. Typically with domestic violence cases, the minute there is even a charge, way before you get to a conviction, just the mere charging of someone with these type of strangulation and harassment and, and assault, it comes with a simultaneous restraining order that is at least in place until trial. I'm curious around this here, because if indeed that was the case or something similar, Dustin, that would mean even if these purported text messages transpired the way the lawyer is saying they did, that this young lady sent these text messages to Jonathan Majors nine hours after his arrest, he would be prohibited from even responding Mm. per the restraining order. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's in place here, y'all, to be clear. I'm just saying that that is typically what I see here. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just, just, uh, you know, all bad. All bad. Well, shit. Keep your hands to yourself and you don't have to worry about any of this shit. Indeed. It's just that simple. Indeed. Uh, and that, and that's just a universal, as we've talked about here, ovaries won't save you either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, to, 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 to my sisters out there, um, keep your hands to yourself. Uh, there is no provocation that justifies a strangulation or any of these other charges. Um, but I, I don't think it's a good idea to grab someone's property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know? either. That's, that's not a Especially good thing. Especially in the heat of an argument. I don't think so either. So You know, it's just all sad. Now, final point on this lawyer. Uh, as I said, uh, Priya Chaudhry is also the lawyer who represented Jen Shaw. We saw recently Jen Shaw's sentence was reduced by a year. Yes. And I want to say, like, some people just, like, brush that up. That's a long-ass time. What? Yes. A year is a long time. So that is a a, a, a win for her. A big win. That is yeah. a significant uh, legal victory for her to go from six and a half to now five and a half years. Still a long-ass time, Jen. Mm-hmm. God damn. Anyway, 
Interesting, just a couple of days ago, on March 24th, this same lawyer, uh, Chaudhry, has asked the court formally to remove her as defense counsel. She put a motion to withdraw Dustin based on non-payment of legal fees, which would be breach of contract. What I found interesting, the attorney says that Jen has not paid her since July of 2022. So that's literally last summer. It's April 23, okay. And that she has been working on promissory notes ever since. And in my notes, you saw I just put the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. Because it's that's the ghetto. Like what? Ma'am. And I'm not even mad at Jen for not paying her bill, although I do believe that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. Although that why does she give a damn. She at this point, shit. Although that does track, as the kids would yeah. say. <laughs> okay. But I'm actually more upset with you, counselor. For doing it. What in the hell would possess you? You know, in my day, you 30 days past due. See ya. I, I'm putting in that motion immediately. That's right. I, and typically that compels payment. Mm-hmm. And typically round and round we go. So if you have not gotten a payment from the Shaws since 2022 July, mm-hmm. sis, you might have to eat that. You might have to. That's on you. That's how I feel about that. That's on you, literally. Literally. <laughs> I thought it was... <laughs> I'm laughing because, you know, in AKA, um, <laughs> everything always comes back to AKA. And AKA, you know, if you don't have a receipt or, you know, you don't follow up with your side of, you know, the financials, <laughs> it's a donation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sore. Hey. I thought that was a donation. And they quick to tell... Uh, if I'm Jen Shaw, counselor, I thought that was a donation since last July. You ain't said nothing. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate your services. And thank yeah. you for this one year sentence reduction. Thank you for getting that year off. Yeah, that's Maybe it. now I'll have Sharif cut the check. Right. <laughs> Keep it in queue. <laughs> okay, Coach Shaw. <laughs> Who, you know, he's a lawyer too, so mm-hmm. it probably was a whole bunch of gears grinding around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so that's that for that. Um, we will see as this Jonathan Majors thing continues to play out. Obviously, we are going to follow this one with close detail here at Holden Court. Uh, the long and short of it, those text messages should have never come out. Never. If, if, if they are valid, if they're not, it doesn't matter. We should never have seen them. Um, and I really, really hope that as this trial moves forward or this case moves forward, Dustin, um, this lawyer is saying um, in statements that she expects to see the charges dropped. I do not expect to see that. No. Um, if anything, you know, I expect to see. Don't be shocked if we see some type of um, um, deferred prosecution mm-hmm. uh, where Mr. Majors might have to complete some anger management classes. Uh, we, You know, there's, there's some alternative outcomes to mm-hmm. conviction and jail time, let's be clear. But just an outright dismissal. You don't anticipate uh, that. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. So I think we're just getting started with this ride personally. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk surrounding this, and we don't need to get into any messy allegations, but no. there's a lot of talk about patterns and different things that are surrounding this this case. A lot of talk. A lot of talk about the racial identities of the yeah. alleged victim. And a lot of that stuff, y'all can keep it on the blogs. Um, and that's fine for y'all to have those conversations, but y'all know when y'all tune into this show. We're talking about We're talking the about the facts. criminal complaint. That's right. We're talking about the statements of the lawyers. That's right. We're talking about the motherfucking facts. That's right. All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) 
that's going to be it for today's episode of Holding Court. Y'all yes. come right back here next week when we will be back in session. In the meantime, y'all stay safe. Keep the faith as spring approaches. What you want the people to do? Read your terms and your conditions and keep your goddamn hands to yourself. At all times. Please. Mm -hmm. And thank you. Holding Court is an Interval Present original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jay Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business Development Lead, Sheffy, Ellen Swag, and Marketing Lead, Samira Still. 